Welcome to the Mad Music Podcast. I'm Joshua Wilson, and today we'll be talking about a hymn written by Charles Wesley titled, And Can It Be? It was written in May 21, 1738, when Charles Wesley got converted. So, Charles Wesley was raised a Christian, but he wasn't a born-again Christian. He had knowledge of God. He understood the Bible. He knows what it means to be a Christian, but he did not have the experience. The truth is, there are a lot of people in that same situation. We are raised in Christian homes. We are churchgoers. We know the Bible from cover to cover. We can preach if need be. Some of us can even teach, like, if we teach from the Bible, others will be convinced, they will be convicted, they will understand what we are saying. We can lead people to Christ, but we don't have Christ. We know Christ, we know him to be the son of God, to be the savior of the world, to have the saving power. But that saving power is what we have not experienced. See, to know the Bible, to know Jesus is the easy part. To have experienced him, that is a different story. When you have experienced Christ, your testimony is different. When you now have him, you now have that relationship with him. This is what Charles Wesley experienced that moved him so much. He wrote a hymn that is so powerful, so moving. It is forever in history. I know a lot of hymns. I have gone through different churches in book, but no hymn I have seen that succinctly explains salvation like and can it be does and can it be that I should gain an interest in the Savior's blood no one ever think they play the role in the death of Christ. As a Christian, you know you are a beneficiary of his death. But do you know the role you played in his death? I have heard repeatedly that if I was the only sinner in this world, Christ would still have come down to die for me. It is something that most of the time you are not prompted 
to think about that what is the weight of what I just had? But think about it. If you, understanding what the wages of sin is, what the punishment of sin is, and you know what those who have been saved, who have been redeemed from sin, stand to enjoy. If you were the only sinner, don't you think you would actually want someone to come and save you? It is sometimes difficult to convince a sinner on why he needs saving. But after you are saved, if you still cannot tell the difference, if you still do not know what you just gained, if years later you cannot still comprehend, you still can't fathom, you don't still have an idea, the difference that Christ's death has made in your life, then you need to know Christ better. You need to study. You need to understand him. You need to know the beauty of salvation. See, you were not there when they nailed him. You were not there when he died. But you know he came voluntarily to die for you. Have you ever seen anyone any human volunteer to die for someone else. I'm not talking about donating a kidney, donating a liver, giving a body part, becoming an organ donor after death. No, I'm talking about ending their own life to save someone else. If you are at the point of death and someone says, you know what? Let me die in your place. How do you think you would want to repay that person back? What would that person ask for? What would that, if, if that person says, you know what? I'm dying now in your place. Take care of my wife or take care of my husband or take care of my mother or my father or my children. Would that responsibility be too much? Would that be a fair trade? Would you turn it down and say, no, I can't take over this responsibility. Let me go ahead and die. I don't think anyone would want to do that. Now imagine someone accepting death, eternal death, in our place, and saying, you don't need to pay anything back. It is an unbalanced trade. It is a massive gain on our part. See, we know how many stripes, how many times he was beaten at the weeping post on the way to the cross how he was stabbed, how he was nailed. We know all of that physical pain. But see, 
what do you think he would have experienced that would make him say, Lord, let this cup pass over me. But if it is your will for me to do this, then let me go ahead and die for humanity. At that point, what do you think it must be feeling? It has gone beyond physical pain. He was crying, he was sweating, and it was blood that was coming out. That is mental and emotional anguish, pain. See, a being that has existed all through eternity, having constant fellowship with his father, then he comes down to die for humanity. And then, because he is going to the cross, because he is dying for humanity, he is bearing the whole sin of every human being that ever was, that was at that time, that will ever be. And he's going, he's approaching his father for forgiveness for everyone. And don't forget, in the Psalms, David said, no, not David, in Habakkuk, chapter 1, verse 13, he says, his eye is too pure. He is too pure. He is too holy to behold iniquity. If God is too holy to behold iniquity, now imagine the iniquity of the whole world on his son and the son is approaching him for forgiveness. And for that moment, in the history of mankind, in the history of creation, in the history of eternity, the father had to look away. He cannot look at his son carrying that sin. Imagine the heartbreak of the father looking at his son bearing our reproach. What do you think that feels like? That has gone beyond any physical pain that can ever exist. So, it is not just the son paying for the sin of mankind. It is now the father feeling the weight. It is now the father experiencing heartbreak in that moment. Just to redeem man to himself. You know, you know, you know what I consider to, to be even more painful than what I just described. Knowing that some people will turn down that salvation that his son just died for. Knowing that this heartbreak he just felt would not redeem everyone. Some people would die in ignorance. Some people would, out of stubbornness, reject it. Imagine the pain of the father. 
I don't know if you've seen this video of soldiers leaving for war or coming back from war. And then their family in tears, the wife, the children, the husband, the parents in tears watching their beloved one leaving with uncertainty, knowing that he could come back maimed, he could come back dead. He may actually never return. He may never be found again. Yet they have to let them go. Multiply that by a thousandfold. That was how the father must be feeling letting his son leave heaven for earth to die, then watching his son go to the cross, knowing that at the point of his death, when he is dying for sin, they would actually be separated. And then one person somewhere would say, no, God does not exist. Oh, he died for me, but I have the choice. And because of what I have experienced in the past, because of this, 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 Still, because of what another human being has done to me. Because God did not respond when I needed him to. Yet, I will turn him down. I would let this sacrifice go to waste. I will let this trade that has been made, this gain that has been made on my behalf, go to waste. I don't know anything that could be more painful than that. See, as a Christian, as a born-again Christian, as someone that has benefited from that salvation, knowing that there is no more condemnation, knowing that when death comes, you are guaranteed heaven. Imagine, everything you have gained. <laughs> you may not have everything in this world, but in heaven, your let us assume that wealth is not measured in heaven. It, it doesn't have to be measured. But the fact that the pain and the anguish of hell, you have ex escaped that. What gain can be bigger than that? What more can anyone ask for? And can it be that I should gain an interest in the Savior's blood? With his love, he pursued me, even when it would cost him his life. And there is no guarantee that I would accept it. Yet, God became flesh and died for me. I don't think there is any love that can be greater than that. I don't think there is a bigger trade, a bigger sacrifice, a bigger exchange than that. And I have opted to be a beneficiary of that. I know Humans may have disappointed you. You might have had situation where it seems God did not care. 
simply because you could not hear his voice. You could not feel him around you at that moment. But if in that knowledge of his existence, of his death, you still choose to turn him down. <laughs> there is no loss bigger than that. We cannot approach the throne of grace by ourselves to seek pardon, to seek forgiveness. But if we claim salvation through the death of Christ, then we can approach the eternal throne and claim the crown at the end of life through Christ our own.